Hey guys, it's Ben from the Triple The Fitness team. Lewis is away this week, so it's me and Naeem and a special guest. We've got him in on merit from a European strongman title, several world records, and a regular supplement taker. So I hope that you enjoy our special episode of Supplements with Mike Neal, Strongman. Hey guys, welcome back to a special episode of Triple The Fitness. Lewis is away this week, so we've got a special guest, a Europe's Strongest Man winner from 2016. I'm hoping I'm going to get all this right. Multiple world <laughs> records. He's got log presses. He's got Atlas He said he didn't want me to talk about it too much. So he is good in the industry, no matter what he thinks about himself. We've got Mike Neal here with us today, and obviously Naeem. Hello, Mike. Thanks for coming hey. along. Hello, hello. Hey. Can I just check quickly? <laughs> I have Lewis's permission to be here, don't I, this week? He already pushes me down and takes my lunch money in the gym when he sees me. I don't want to find I've hijacked this and, uh, yeah, he comes looking for me. So, no. I might just try and annoy him. I might just put you in as a, as a permanent fixture, Mike. <laughs> see how that works for you. Quite <laughs> fitness doesn't have the same sort of ring to it. Yeah, I can't see any of your listeners have a problem with that at all. The good looking, dishy young lad is gone and his granddad stepped in to take over. Yeah, nobody's going to complain about that, are they? <laughs> um, so, what we have on the agenda today is because it's our first guest. We are going specific, aren't we, Nine? This is supplements today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what Mike is 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 the alchemist of all alchemists, <laughs> isn't he? Really? Well, you know, he, he, he sees everything in covalent bonds and all that kind of stuff. We're we're not we're not we're not cut from that same cloth. Let's right? not pretend he knows what he's doing. He just tries <laughs> to... <laughs> no, I think that's why we've we've got Mike in. Is obviously being a would you class yourself as a professional strongman? I have been paid. Yeah, that, right, that yeah. might that might make people think I'm good. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, with world records and, and titles <laughs> behind you, you've obviously dabbled in this for a long time, and therefore supplements have been a big part of your career, from general trim training to uh, preparing for competitions and your training patterns and and cycles. Um, how would you define a supplement, though? What would you say is the difference between a supplement and um, say even a drug or something called a peptide as well? So I think the safest route that you're looking at going down, if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I only want to do supplements, I don't want to do drugs, because it, arguably you're a competitive athlete that gets tested. Don't worry about what I tell you. Don't worry about what anybody else tells you as to what the difference between the two is. Go and look on your WADA band list. Um, that is the things that you will or won't fail for, depending on what's in your system. And my opinion of the difference between the two is irrelevant. You can fail a drugs test for things like caffeine. If you have two big Starbucks espressos or whatever them big soppy drinks are, if you have two of them too close together, you can actually fail a drugs wow. test uh, quick enough. Sorry, um, so what I would just say is let them be mm -hmm. the, the deciding factor. And go from there. Most of the time, a healthy generalization to make is a drug is just going to be pharmaceutical, administered by a doctor, or for a lot of people, underground. So a chap with a paper bag <laughs> in the corner of the gym. Um, <laughs> and your, your supplements, you won't usually have to stress yourself about. It's going to be in a shop somewhere, and it's going to have a nice big tub with something that looks like a grenade or an army sound on it, or a bloke with a lot of veins. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Supplements are quite easy to come by. You can go into your local supermarket nowadays and get protein powder. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even, yeah. would we say, like, protein bars are classed as supplements. And that's Absolutely. almost like a snack now. You can go yeah. into a, a corner shop and get a meal deal with a protein bar as a, yeah. a side. Now, what, do you mm. take any supplements mm. regularly? Um, I think recently uh, I've got into uh, like the whole protein shake thing. Uh, especially while cutting, I just find that sometimes it's super, super hard to get the amount of protein that I've calculated. And bear in mind, these are calculations. So these are not like live or die by. It's more so um, finding how these different numbers affect you and stuff like that. But yeah, I've realized from that, like I just couldn't get it in with actual food. And I guess a protein shake helps out in a way in that it's pretty low in, well, it depends which one you buy, to be fair with you, but my one's pretty low in calories and gives me 
part of the protein that I need in a meal. So I think I use that more out of convenience. Yeah. That's my yeah, main one. We always like to. But Mike, Mike knows the other ones I do. Mike knows the other ones I do. I like to sort of try and cover as many bases as we can. For most of the general population, they're going to come across protein powder. And that's protein powder, perhaps even pre-workout being a common one that people use. Mike, mm-hmm. do you think people actually understand what these protein powders do? Um, no, in the sense that most of the time I see them <laughs> overused. Yeah, uh, yeah nice- I'd say that. A nice comfy blanket rule to follow that's never really going to let you down is steaks over shakes. Nice. Raw food. Something, yeah, something nice. that's come from a field, grown in a field, stood and ate in a field, is always going to serve you more than something that comes out of a tub or a bright labelled wrapper. As a general rule, that stuff is going to get you to the top of the mountain a lot quicker than tubs of fancy stuff. Those things I would genuinely generally argue would be better brought in if you know you're working crazy hours at work and you can't have so many tubs of chicken and rice cooked with you every day and you really don't want 12 hour old chicken and rice sat in a kit bag with you in a lorry if you're working 15 hour days so all of these things that i'm genuinely going to sway away tell people to sway away from taking i have taken them all myself i've taken thousands of pounds worth of them over the last 20 years but I generally really try and restrict them to right I know I'm away working today I'm not going to be anywhere near a fridge or a microwave or anything that does mean that morning I just wake up four pint tub of full fat milk 12 scoops of weight gainer in it and unfortunately that's going to make up most of my protein and calorie intake for that day but that's certainly not if a chap comes to me and says I want to win the Olympics I'm never going to sell him to do that once <laughs> uh, yeah, and, so, and that just echoes what Naeem was saying. Where it's convenience. It is a supplement. It is a stand-in. It is a in case of nothing else. Do this. Yeah. But if if you yeah. want to go out and spend your money on something now, and you want to walk home carrying something, thinking, "Oh, I'm mm. going to be a muscle man," or whatever, go to the butchers. Go to the greengrocers. Carrying a tub of mm. something bright with a big muscly man with lots of veins or something that says Mondo blow up fuel or whatever it is, <laughs> it's not going to be as far as 36 eggs or yeah. steak. I like that. Yeah, it's, that's, that, that's a good point. It really is a good point because I think it's, it's often abused and even like us stressing the word supplement is that sometimes people prioritise it. Um, I had a friend actually at university that didn't eat nothing but would just have protein shakes the entire day and then wanted to wonder why his digestive system oh. wasn't working like <laughs> it should have because he, he caused some serious damage, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, I've, it, I've heard many stories like that of chaps coming in the gym and they're a nice, healthy, comfortable size, 15, 16 stones, something like that, and they're telling you, oh, I've just upped it to 500 grams of protein a day. So literally every hour I have 50 grams and you're thinking, oh, that explains why your eyeballs are going yellow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so then sort of staying away from the, the gym side of things just for a moment a lot of supplements are yeah. sort of general use day-to-day for health purposes vitamin d multivitamin tablets we're all classing these as supplements almost under the same umbrella as perhaps a pre-workout or a protein powder yet for general supplementation of day-to-day life. And that's what I think we're trying to stress when we are talking about supplements is you need to do it to to help your lifestyle out. If your mate's got big because he's bought that special pot, it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work across the board. It needs to be measured, managed. And as Mike just sort of said, I like that sort of steaks over shakes, solid foods is is way, way more uh, important. (laughs) I'm laughing though because obviously steaks over shakes, but what if we've got vegetarians and vegans there, mate? We've got a cater for everyone. But he did say green grocers, so yeah. It's a start. He did yeah. say green grocers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and steaks <laughs> rhyme with shakes. You can't do. I'm sorry, true. I just made up a rhyme. If it rhymes, it's true. That's it. You're not allowed to. I don't want to hear about scientific data or doctors who letters after their name saying I'm stupid. It rhymes, it's true. Yeah. 
Okay, all right, all right. I we we, we won't we won't pressurize him anymore. That was eighty percent <laughs> of him. Right, we've only got twenty more to deal with. So, Mike, if you were leading into a, a competition or a particular training cycle, can you highlight sort of supplements that you'd be taking to help you get the most out of that? Step one thing I rave about more than anything, vitamin D. Yeah. If you show yeah. me an athlete who is vitamin D deficient, if you show me two twin brothers, same age, same training protocol, this, that, and everything, both vitamin D deficient, and you put one on a good, healthy dose of vitamin D to restore him back up to where he should be with that level imbalance, or just take the other brother who is vitamin D deficient and just stick him on steroids, the vitamin D supplemented brother will go further. If you are vitamin D deficient and you try and make up with it with things like steroids and other supplements, no. So many doctors I listen to, speak to, get my advice from, this, that, and everything, so many of them say that vitamin D should almost be classed as a drug. It's the most natural thing in the world. They're not saying it should be classed as a drug as in it's unfair to use or dangerous or anything like that. The, the effects are so profound. That's what they're saying. So especially yeah. for us here in England, we get one and a half days summer every three years. None of us are overflowing with vitamin D, especially in this country. So step one, get that in balance. Um, you're, you're, the absolute best route you're always going to go beforehand is just get your bloods done. Um, I do mine about every six months. I have a private company that does it that you can easily find on Google. It's not a special contact that I've got from down the road. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, uh, it costs me £200. I get it done every six months. They send a kit to my house. I take it along to the blood testing kit at the hospital, the clinic at the hospital, sorry. Um, they pull it for me. I just pop it back in a letterbox. And two days later, I get a phone call from a doctor at the medical team that has reviewed my results. And he'll tell me, yep, yeah, Mike, Vitamin D's a bit low, testosterone's a bit low, this a bit low. Can that come up a bit high? Can you take that down for me? So on and so forth. Uh, yeah, and vitamin D, no matter how well I supplement, is always coming in lower than where I want it. Um, and so forth. And I'm taking 10 to 15,000 IUs a day. So do you know how is the yeah. average amount? Mo if, if you take one of your supermarket off-the-shelf things, unfortunately a big chunk of them are going to have almost next to nothing in them most supplements actually do get destroyed in the manufacturing process unfortunately so things like cod liver oil those big tablets we all watched our dad take when we were younger big gold things mm -hmm. when we now we swallowed them yeah most of that's dead by the time it actually gets into the pot it was alive in but enzyme when they bought it but the manufacturing process cooks it to such temperature you're swallowing nothing uh, and that's coming with a lot of things. And your your typical one a days from your supermarkets and places are going to be super underdosed. They might be, if you're lucky, typically one thousand IUs. Wow, so you're taking ten thousand mm. a day. Yeah, so 10, my tablets are five thousand, yeah. so I just take two or three a day. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. I do exactly the same with vitamin D yeah. as well. And any number that I say today, that doesn't mean I'm saying I do ten to fifteen because that's right. You go and do it too. No. That's yeah. right for me. That's why I do it for me. I also drive a different route to the gym. If you drive the same route, left and right turns to get to the gym that I do from your house, you're never going to get to the gym either. It's your route. It's your journey. You've got to figure it out for yourself. And I'm just saying that's what yeah. makes it up for me. I think that's important, isn't it, Naima? We're, we're here talking that the supplements are so different to gender, age, uh, weight, height, activity levels, like everything coming into this. So we're talking to someone like Mike that is at, the, the top end level of strongman world, an average gym user yeah. probably doesn't need to get caught up as much. For sure, for sure. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely say, you know, it's, it's more just a commitment to taking something because we are all naturally going to be quite low in that, unfortunately, because of where we geographically are based. But when you look at Mike, obviously they can't see him, but he's, he's a meatball in human form. So there's a lot <laughs> of Mike as well. <laughs> there's a lot of him, you know, and... It's, he hits the nail on the head. And, and like we always preach in all of our podcasts is that, you know, you always have to do what is best for you. You know, what's best for me is very different to Mike. What's different, what's, what's best for Mike is very different yeah. to Ben. 
and it's going to be the same. We are more different than we are alike when it comes to things like this. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting now, like all these numbers, as you said, Mike, is it's giving people the idea of, of what you're doing at your level, not to be emulating that and trying to follow suit. And actually, perhaps you can just come in to ask me when Lewis is back, the, the, the Triple the Fitness uh, Instagram page, just to comment on some of these posts, because we can offer some advice to uh, to anyone that's interested in upping their vitamin D or perhaps any of the other supplements that uh, Mike's going to be talking about soon. So leading up to a competition, Mike, you've definitely taken plenty of vitamin D. Yeah. And that should go to number one without fail. Uh, yes, vitamin D, that's the first thing on the shopping list at all times. Uh, behind that, zinc, magnesium, especially the heavier I am, regardless of if I'm heavy, knowing I'm going to cut down weight, or if I'm heavy and I'm just going to go up and compete against the proper-sized big boys, the heavier I am, the bigger I am, the more magnesium I take, uh, because it's more effective the higher your body fat percentage, and more necessary the higher your body fat percentage as well. And I'm about 300% body fat at the minute, so I need a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Lockdown's not been kind. <laughs> it's been very kind, too kind. That's the problem. So, yes. So these kind of, yeah, metal supplements, uh, zinc, magnesium, what are their effects for someone in the gym away from Strongman? Would they benefit or is it something that... Absolutely. Anybody trying to achieve anything is going to have a greater chance of success the higher their testosterone levels are. I just want to try and get out of bed in the morning sometimes. Yeah, well, there you go. More magnesium. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The best thing that will work sure. for you, I think, without a doubt, is a text from me saying I'm going to come around and climb in next to you if you don't get up now. I think that's going to work better than yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm willing to send you one of them for free every day. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, that is a supplemental way of raising your testosterone. Obviously, for a lot of competitive athletes, legal in their sport or not they are doing other things to supplement their testosterone and bring that up i do too i won't deny that um but yes i'm also trying to get my own personal michael levels of testosterone up as best as possible before i'm then also going throwing extra things on top as well yeah i think that's important isn't it like naim have you ever considered your testosterone levels when you're training naim naim well, I haven't considered my testosterone levels while I've been training. Um, hopefully it comes back in a second, but we'll, we'll soon find out. Um, which I think is, as you're saying, from a, a legal perspective, Mike, you can actually get um, a higher testosterone level with just general supplements, things like magnesium, which I would never have put down to my testosterone levels. Naomi, are you back? I don't know, am I? There you are. You are now. I was asking you a question. Everyone's going to laugh at this. This could be the little sound bite. I was, podcast. Like, I was here. Name. Have you ever considered your testosterone <laughs> levels? And you're like blanking me. So I was like, okay, I'll fill in. Don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was here. I was here. I think I was on another screen. So you couldn't hear me for whatever reason. 100% concentration and all that. That's what we like to see in these uh, Triple the Fitness podcasts. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was going on there, but yeah, I've been on that screen since the start of this course. So I don't know what happened. Oh, there. No worries. That's weird. Have you ever considered your testosterone levels while you've been in the gym working out? I haven't. I haven't while I've been in the gym working out, but I just consider them anyway. That's why I take zinc. Okay. You know, like I take zinc and magnesium, but it's, it's never been something where I've actually gone. Oh, perhaps I don't. You know, like, I've never thought. While I've trained, hang on a minute, I probably just need a bit more testosterone. I can't lift this. Hang on a minute. Probably a bit more testosterone is going to do that. Like I link those two things together. I just, I link it more with a general well-being for myself personally. That's, that's interesting, isn't it? Because again, for me, and it's probably why I skip around the gym sometimes, I don't ever consider my testosterone levels and I've, I've never taken anything like zinc or magnesium supplements. So it could be something after this that I will be uh, looking into getting some advice from Mike about so uh yeah, interesting I, I would never have considered that yeah you're into these supplements as much as you are now in a minute you and mike are, are pretty alike in terms of what you're taking yeah that's for sure it's for sure it's uh can you still hear yeah. me because i need to check yeah this you're out. all good you're all good I've, 
I've got I've got to be like asking you every two seconds. I'm like, you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, everyone's still. You're coming through. Yeah. It's... Okay, thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's it's very obviously with Mike. He's got far more a far more extensive knowledge on how it carries over to training. But I've always ever just looked at everything that I've supplemented as um, a use of well-being. Like, so the reason why I stumbled across, for instance, magnesium is when I was at university, I was in like this really, really small bed for my size. And I'd get about three and a half hours sleep. And I'd always wake up at about four o'clock. Really, really weird time. Regardless of whatever time I went to bed, I could go out, go to bed at two, and I'd always consistently wake up at four. No alarms, no nothing. And the more I started to look into it, it was like, oh, maybe you're not eating enough protein. And then I looked into it a little bit more, and it was like, oh, you can get far better sleep by supplementing magnesium. So a lot of the things that I take have always been to, to try and improve my general well-being. Would you have ever said those times that you were waking up earlier and still not getting a full night's sleep, were they ever following particularly tough, tough training sessions? Some of them maybe, but this was happening like every single day. This wasn't like once every week. This was... I'm not comfortable in this place or I'm not comfortable in this bed or whatever deficiency I had. Cause as soon as I took that beautiful sleep, beautiful, beautiful sleep, like a, but instant, it was instant change, wow. man. I'd say I, it was nuts. Like I was five days a week. I wasn't able to sleep well and I'd go home um, back to Northampton and I'd sleep just through the entire weekend just to do that all over again for five days. I was like, no, I can't keep doing this. It's gonna, it's a shortening my lifespan like crazy, man. Yeah. Okay. So I felt like Benjamin thing, Button. One thing that a lot of people will find out, more specifically, if you're doing a heavy leg day, lots of squats, deadlifts, bits and pieces like that, if you're finding you're having jittery sleep that night, that might be your nervous system still fired up, and we would want to try and make an effort to turn that off as best as possible, or it could be potassium depletion. I found out that's what I was suffering with for years i knew that monday night mm. monday night for five years when i started lifting i always knew there's going to be no sleep on a monday night because that's when i train legs on a monday and i would just lay there looking yeah. at the ceiling feeling like i'd been run over no matter it didn't matter what i ate drank nothing and yeah i would just lay there looking at the ceiling and then yeah i found out about potassium depletion tried addressing that as best as i could and uh yeah it did help so no, it's, it's really interesting. Go on, go on, Sorry. Yeah, I was just, I was, I was just going to say, it's very weird how, you know, that happens as well. Is that you find out, oh, you have probably got a deficiency in this, and you, it's all these things that you believe to be pretty insignificant, that when you take them and see an improvement in whatever you've been struggling with, you're like, wow. So just from this little thing, this has happened. It's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think underappreciated, and, and we went back to the, where we started with this podcast, and we're talking about everyone starting in the gym and going, it's got to be protein this, and, you know, three shakes a day or, or whatever. When actually yeah. what we're already yeah. talking about are these micronutrients and, and sort of minerals and, and vitamins that will probably have a greater effect on your performance, allowing you to train better mm -hmm. and therefore recover better without actually needing to supplement your protein intake. Um, but this is another one of For our sure. famous triple the fitness uh, tangents. We still haven't finished a list of supplements here, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mike, Mike's wish list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christmas is coming. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm leaning more towards things that are going to naturally help to boost your testosterone and also things that are going to help you recover. And step one in recovery is sleep. Sleep is king above all else. And it is the biggest mm argument i have with any clients that i've ever worked with over the years the amount of them that just say no it's all right four hours that'll do me you, you've just told me it's not enough for you by the fact that you've come to me telling me i can't progress anymore and you're all automatically thinking do you know a shiny tub of stuff i can take have you ever heard of anything i can inject that i can take and i just no 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 just go to bed earlier yeah go to bed yes. earlier. Uh, do whatever it takes. I'm not super fond of sleeping tablets and things like that. But if it's what mm. it takes to get you into a better pattern, again, I would argue two, two twin brothers that came to me with, and they're both relatively sleep deprived. 
and I put one of them on a better sleep pattern that he adheres to and he sorts his sleep out. Or the other one that just says, no, mate, I'm all right. Saturday night clubbing for me, I'll come in when the sun comes up. Uh, and then when Monday night chess night rolls around, bench press five o'clock again, I'm just going to take a tub of something with a grenade or an army bloke on the front of it. And I'm just going to have white eyeballs for three hours. I'm always going to predict that the brother getting the sleep is the one that's going to win at the end of 12 weeks when you test to see who got stronger. This sure. is such sure. a good point. And I think we, we get clients in front of us uh, all the time that a lifestyle change can get more out of them than a magic powder or tablet. Um, and too many people are going well, over the weekend. It's Friday night out, Saturday night out recovering on Sunday but Monday night's chest day and, and as Mike just sort of said why am I not progressing the last 48 hours have just been not leading you up to be the best possible position you have been and the fact that we can almost class sleep as a supplement and just by sleeping more is better um mm. yeah absolutely absolutely key um so things like you don't take pre-workouts you don't take anything like BCAAs over the years, so I would say I took my, I bought my very first ever tub of shiny muscle stuff. I bought when I was sixteen, so nearly twenty years ago. Over the years, yes, I've taken, uh, I've lost count of how many tubs of crazy things with lightning bolts and what on, and I've, I've, I've given them all a go. Um, but in the lead up to a competition, this is where I'm interested now because you're no, as I'm getting older and I'm starting to get more refined and figuring out what works for me. Um, the close, mostly what I lean towards pre-workout wise is L-acetyl, L-carnitine. That helps me out loads. Uh, mm. So your L-carnitine supplements that you'll regularly see, typically they tend to be marketed towards girls who want to get that trim figure, uh, guys that want to trim up a bit. Don't forget there's not just one type of L-carnitine, L-carnitine, L-tartrate. Very good for people taking performance-enhancing drugs because it uh, helps wash out your androgen receptors. So it means you're ready to put more drugs in that receptor again quicker, sooner, and so forth. Not that I'm telling you you should do that, but that's its purpose. <laughs> and L-acetyl, L-carnitine, it helps you tap into the fat stores for energy as a pre-workout better. Um, now, that being said, because I am such a big girl's blouse when it comes to pre-workouts and I just have to smell the tub and I'm awake for three days I get sent a lot of them by friends of mine in the industry that manufacture them because they like me testing them out knowing that I'm not some crazy bloke that can have nine cans of monster and just have a nap sort of thing they know they only have to send me a little bit of it and I can give them feedback on however so funny enough actually just before we recorded today I have actually trained legs and I have taken a friend's proprietary blend pre-workout and it's worked quite well for me. You maybe give me a call tomorrow and see how I'm getting on tomorrow. If I've been up all night staring the dog out, <laughs> then uh, I might not take a second round of it. But so far, I feel good. <laughs> and when he figures out what he wants to call it, I'll let you know. Um, but, yeah. um, but for me, rather than... It's, it's, the majority of your people in your gym are your in front of the mirrors on a Monday night. And how big can I make these biceps? There's a massive crowd elsewhere in the gym absolutely but i think most of the people listening to this thinking oh i've got 30 quid left of my wages this week what should i'm going to listen see what mike says to spend it on most of them are going to be that guy so you really want to avoid something with crazy ridiculous amounts of caffeine that's caffeine is a vasoconstrictor a vein squasher up closer when you're bodybuilding when you're muscle building you want your muscle to go as big puffy pumped up and full as possible so if you're taking a vasoconstrictor, you're already stopping that happening. So brilliant. You may well have jumped on that bench and you might have bench pressed your two plates aside for eight reps this week rather than the six you did last week. But that doesn't mean anything. A week from now, your pectoral muscles are not going to be any bigger than they were because you closed off all the blood flow because you took too much caffeine, too much this, too much that. So if anything, you want to be leading towards a vasodilator. Um, and there's a million of them on the market, and they're all very good. And vasodilators, L-arginine, things like that, very good for elderly people with heart problems, circulation problems, and also very good for anybody suffering with erectile dysfunction. Too. We, have to, we have to go there. I could see it coming a mile yeah. off there. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> it works. So, yes. 
And as far as BCAAs, EAAs, uh, so that we're not yammering away for three hours, oh, God, yeah, I would just say EAAs over BCAAs. Yeah. EAAs take an intra-workout. Uh, by all means, if you get to the end of the workout and you've got your shaker still half full, no, 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 no. Suck them down at the end of the workout, but that's where you're going to get most of your benefit from. EAA during your workout, rather than mm. supposedly just a BCAA that you sit on just through the day. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Because that's, that's interesting as well, even when we were mentioning about, oh, uh, is it arginine or I don't even know how you pronounce it. Because I, I was having a conversation with someone in the... Um, in the gym as well, and they were saying that it gets processed into L-citrulline or something. Yeah. So someone, someone was going, so why don't people just take that instead of arginine? Because surely the process of breaking that down into citrulline means that you lose some of it. So I just wanted to know what your opinion was on that, mate. I'm going to be honest and yeah. say, give me some more reading time. And yeah. Let me have a read up on that, and I want no, no to problem. get my thoughts gathered. I don't want to just go and blurt out <laughs> yeah, that'd be, if this was just more what? of a typical have I gave Michael a point of this sorry I said if I gave him a curveball of a question yes yeah, yeah. sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry. No, if this was just your typical podcast where the guys just come on and call each other fat and then go away mm-hmm. and so forth I wouldn't worry about it but I know yeah. you guys are geared towards being educational rather than entertaining so I want to make sure what I say is true so. of course of course so that's the same with us as well just yeah. And if I'm honest, I've I've never even heard of an EAA. <gasps> what? I know. <gasps> I just feel like we we're really like busting this guy's supplement virginity today. What? <laughs> Not even heard of an EAA. <laughs> and I think I'm just that kind of like the balancing act here of yeah, I I go to the gym, I like working people out in the gym and I fix people on the couch, but in terms of zinc, magnesium, vitamin D, I have taken, but BCAAs, EAAs, I've got my opinion on them, but at the same time I've never tried any of these, you know, the the most extraordinary, uh, extravagant type uh, supplement I've ever had is a uh, a pre-workout about 10 years ago and it was a nice experience on it, but very kind of scary one at the same time <laughs> instant effects and do you know what i've got just... i've got a visualization of um you know the bit in willie in in charlie um charlie in the chocolate factory <laughs> where they're going underneath that boat and willy wonka goes really weird for a minute he's like is it raining is it snow? and there's all these like weird images of people screaming and I'm and just stuff. Miles yeah <laughs> i genuinely had that that visualization of you there just charlie just looking around like what's going on <laughs> Just 18 year old Ben that thinks bicep curls are the best thing in the world in his new pre workout. Um, so, no, interesting that Mike's just brought up coffee as well because I would always, yeah. you know, people that know me know that I like coffee. Um, and I certainly managed the amount I had in comparison to like three or four years ago. But I would always sway towards a black coffee pre workout. But the fact that that's yeah. a vasodilator, uh, vasoconstrictor, and we want to be opening those. Um, uh, capillaries and, and veins up while I'm training, never ever considered. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I, I never knew that. That was awesome. Yeah, well so that's a, a funny one. Obviously, you don't train for hypertrophy. So you're what you give versus what you get. You're not really losing anything. You're not, you never go into the gym thinking, oh, I really hope I get that, bice- that vein in my bicep to stick out today. That's not what your training is. You are much more geared towards agility, athleticism, so on. So, so the caffeine yeah. actually will benefit that and any hypertrophy that might have been lost. It's not really a concern that you have. So coffee for you, especially that would be such a suit. Bear in mind, your coffee is going to be 1% of one of those crazy drinks with silly names and so on right. and so forth. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, you're not going to close off your capillaries and that so on Too and so much. Yeah, exactly. So right. I like that. Fine. Um, yeah, no, really good stuff. So all of these supplements have been quite kind of, shall we say, raw vitamin d zinc magnesium it's very easy to know what's in these supplements yeah a big question that got asked uh through social media is and we sort of touched on it with the cod liver oil and how perhaps the the supplementation and the manufacturing process breaks down the true effects of it Mike, would Mm. you say that anything 
anything's on the market that is literally just a waste of money. Like you're buying and it's almost it's almost um i think it depends on how you apply it all of most of them have their place a lot of them will come up under dose they will claim 70 grams of protein per 100 grams of powder the vast majority are going to come up under dose some worse than others um I would say 80% or more of people that I see taking certain supplements are wasting their money. Now, that doesn't mean that the product itself is a waste of money. You're just taking it at the wrong time for the wrong reason, for the wrong goal, for the whatever. Um, I could buy a car to travel 50 yards away. That's a waste of money. There's nothing wrong with a car. The car's brilliant, perfect, and does everything it's meant to do. It's just not, why why am I spending a thousand pounds to travel 50 yards? So in that type and that situation, that's not right for me. So, yes, a young lad coming in saying, yes, I do chest and biceps eight days a week and I just want to get massive. <laughs> yes. No, he is absolutely wasting his money. Absolutely wasting his money. If I know that he's going home and he's just going to eat turkey dinosaurs and smileys and think that that tub of something he drank on the walk home is going to get him there. No, he's definitely wasting his money. Yeah. So I'm that's cool. not necessarily the product's fault. Yeah. It's just the wrong application of that tool at that time. Incredible. Because Naeem, I think we'd see that with our sort of mobility and stretch stuff, just bringing it back in some comfort areas for me for a minute. Um, mm. it, is it a waste of money for a sports therapy session if you then don't go away and do the exercises? Oh, most in- definitely, man. Most definitely. You know, this is where the expectation of a, a magic product in front of you will absolutely be a waste of money. First, if you don't understand the effects of it and how you can maximize them, but also what else goes on around your diet, your sleep, your training, according to that supplement. You agree there? Yeah, well, like I said, even you open it up even more and it's even down to the basis of us being all personal trainers. It's exactly that. So what's the point in having someone that you go to train with for uh, once a week and then no longer holding yourself accountable after that session. You know, the misapplication of anything, I guess, is always going to give you a, a result that you don't necessarily want because you're misapplying it. You're not using it in the way that it is intended or you're not yeah. doing things to facilitate that result to what it could be, basically. Yeah. So I've, I've, I'm in total. Like, it's a fantastic point. I agree. And just touching on, because you've taken it down that route, For most people, I would say you are also going to get a lot more improvement in your results if you are working and functioning properly. Um, If you're turning up with a bit of a knee that's squiffy because you've spent all day in a lorry driving or you're all hunched over from a computer typing for eight hours and then you just think, oh, no, 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 got me tub of shiny stuff. I don't need to go and get a physio. I don't need to get a sports therapist. I don't need to do any of that this tub of shiny stuff will push me through whatever. Yes. That's actually been a big thing for me in the last, certainly at least the last six months. It's been a brilliant way to help me wheedle out any clients that have come through that are telling me, oh, I'm super dedicated, Mike. I want to get to the top of the mountain. I want this, that and everything. Got a bit of a squiffy shoulder, got an elbow, knee, something or other. That's been a brilliant yeah. way for me because I sent, I say to all of them, I have a sports therapist. I have a chap that keeps me in one piece. I don't really like him. I can't stand him. And he's a terrible person. But it's Ben. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his job. So if you can stomach an hour of his company, that's <laughs> going to be the best thing that's going to get the results out of you. Since the start of lockdown, so since March 20th, amongst other people, I've had six different people coming to me wanting coaching to go down one route or another of competing in sport. And each of those six people have mentioned bit of an elbow, bit of a shoulder, bit of a hip, bit of something or other. And I said to every single one of them, right, before I start with you, before you do anything, I want you to go and see this chap and I want him to get you fixed up, this, that and everything so that I can then go bonzo and train you without having to keep holding you back every week. Only two out of those six ever went to Ben um, and they're the two I've worked with. The other four clearly weren't ever that interested because it's that it's. nobody's got any respect for knowledge or intelligence or anything like that anymore you stand there with your 30 pound left over from your wages and you think oh i might go and see a sports therapist i might see somebody to get that dink fixed oh but at the end of the hour i've just been poked and prodded about and pushed over a place uh, and he's got me to do some exercises my 30 quid's gone but if i go to that shop and buy a big tub of 
get jacked or whatever it's called. Yeah. I've got something that I can hold. I've got a tangible thing in my hand. <laughs> I have yeah. 30 pounds worth of improvement in front of me. And you think it's just because you can hold it. It doesn't mean anything. So I know yeah. that those people, I'm, I'm, I'm already, before I've ever taken one payment for coaching off them, I already know I've got an uphill battle. And at my age and efforts in left in life, I can't be, I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> workload so yeah so of the six since the start of lockdown that have mentioned joint or muscle or bits and piece issues only two of them have done what i've told and the other four are still just posting videos every week of bench pressing in their garden i'm wondering why their shoulders killing thank you thanks mike that was like almost nearly nice of you about me there so i'm going to give you that if it was nearly nice i said it wrong (laughs) yeah but i think just yeah, going back to where we're saying, it's it's understanding the effects and then the way you are having those supplements in your lifestyle and then the barriers. And and this is going back to like our personal training stuff, isn't it, Naeem? Like you sit down with a consultation and go, almost what's going to stop you from achieving your goals? Well, I do work late sometimes. So I can't always get to the gym. Okay, how, we can, how can we overcome that? If you're going out and hoping that this 30-pound tub of something is going to fix it all, we need to know what's still going to stop you from achieving that. Definitely. And just to add on to that, and this is probably going to be like a nice way to get into a little bit, um, a little bit deeper into the subject as well, is that 30, tu- uh, sorry, that 30 pound tub of gold dust, whatever it may be. It's like, okay, that's there. That's tangible. You can take it, but then we need to start looking at how much of it is actually benefiting you, which I think was kind of like a social media question. Uh, how much of it is actually good for you? what percentage of it is useless and that's really can be applied to like vitamins and um so yeah vitamins and all the the micronutrients like me and mike have had a couple chats from time to time um about the best forms of certain things so what you'll tend to see is that you know like i take magnesium but there's tons of different forms of it what is there like um magnesium citrate magnesium is it chile or something like that but basically there's various different ones And there's forms that your body more readily absorbs, which obviously means if you're absorbing uh, most of what you're taking, then you're going to get a better dosage than a form that you wouldn't be able to break down and absorb as much of. So not all these things are made equally as well. And that's what I think we need to bear in mind, that you may have this fantastic tub of gold dust, but how much of it is your body actually put into use? And that just opens up a whole new world discussion. Yeah, so, and that is actually very true. One of the biggest pet peeves or hackles that gets my hackles up is if I do have a <laughs> client or a friend or anything like that that says, Mike, I want to take this supplement. And I say to him, right, brilliant, magnesium. But I want you to go to this place and get this product from there. And then I get a phone call two days later. And he says, oh, I looked at what you said. And that one was about 30 quid. But don't worry, in Asda, they've got one for pound twenty. Yes. You just think, right, okay, fantastic. Right, so it's, it's called the same thing on the tub, and that's just the goal. That, you think that means it does the same thing, do you? So you're happy yeah. to line up next to Lewis Hamilton at the start of the Formula One at Silverstone <laughs> in your little clapped-out Skoda. You're right, it's got four wheels and a wheel in front of you, and it's got a radio. Brilliant. It's just the same car as his, is it? Sort of thing. No, there are grades and there are levels. So that's one of the biggest pet peeves I ever have, is sending to people to reputable companies that I know are always on game uh, and people just think oh no that's so many beers i've lost oh i could get a new pair of shoes or sunglasses with that money i'm not doing that yeah just whip around the corner and just get yeah two for one with my auntie or something and there's, so, yeah. there's a different insight there isn't it with your mindset might with training because you're doing it to perform and compete or certainly you were doing it to perform and compete and now it's changed a little bit but you're i'm i'm taking these supplements because of this end goal you understand the effects of those supplements you know you're going to improve by the end of it these people that are dabbling and trying to find shortcuts and cheaper versions perhaps aren't going to be getting the best out of it and a little bit bigger diameter around their chest or biceps is a bit of a win but you're after sheer performance yeah and the problem is my results most of us can get away with just saying oh i bench this amount and we know you're never going to really be able to call out be called out on it this unfortunately all of my evolution my progress this that and everything gets called into question in front of a crowd and cameras and other but there's nowhere i can hide mm. i used to when i was younger I, I used to do those things i would read oh he says magnesium brilliant 
off to the supermarket for a one pound ten little bag of whatever and i would do those things and on the walk home i think look at you michael you're being a good boy you're like all them athletes michael phelps and mike tyson all three of you are the same ain't you because you've got your but deep down i knew i was cutting corners and that used to manifest itself in my dreams massively every time somebody said do that and i think right what's the most watered down easy cheapest comfiest version i would do because i did those things when i was 16 20 they used to manifest in my dreams leading up to a competition for the last eight weeks ferociously. I used to just have dreams about the competition would start without me or all the other competitors were there or we'd find out the weight was heavier and I now wasn't. And that was my brain telling me, yeah, Mike, you're cutting corners. You are cutting corners. You know those blokes that you're going to line up against. None of them. None of them cut corners anywhere. They are dialed in. Um, I've had the misfortune of being stuck competing against Tom Hibbert, Flash, Daniel Ashcroft, Shane Germain, people like that. They do not cut corners anywhere. If you told them that dust from the moon will make them better, they will find a way to walk there to go and get it. <laughs> um, and they do not cut corners. And that was who I was stuck for 10, 15 years competing against. Blokes that were already better than me, night and day, the day we were born, they were 10 times after it was. And then they don't cut corners. Mm. And then me muddling along when I was younger, just thinking, magnesium's magnesium. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, a rocket. it's a rock. It's a metal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. You take a tablet, I'll take a tablet. We're all the same. And it's just not. It's just not. So it's quite That's nice. Awesome, man. You've mentioned a couple of, obviously, strongman competitors and perhaps even friends no 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 of them are friends i can't stand any of them they all take a jump all over my dreams careers goals and aspirations well welcome to the podcast if you're listening yeah however much you think i don't like you that's true i don't like them more so yeah yeah he goes times it by 10 exactly um but i think this is Perhaps a nice time, you know, drawing towards the end of of this very special episode. Um, and I don't want to shy away. We, we mentioned it roughly near the start. And this is well out of my comfort zone. And, and maybe, Naeem, you're going to surprise me of your unheard of knowledge with this sort of thing. But <laughs> steroids and bits and pieces like this. You've mentioned a couple of names there in the strongman world. And to be competitive, you've got to be on... Performance enhancing drugs, pets. I'm going to say a hundred percent, and somebody's probably going to try and call out. <laughs> but my mate. <laughs> uh, so what we'll say then is, anything you see on telly, strongman wise, those big lumps, uh, without upsetting their sponsors or upsetting them knowing it's upsetting their sponsors. There is a very high likelihood. I hope you can read between the lines of the sentence I've just said. <laughs> um, yes. If you come to me and tell me, Mike, I want to win World's Strongest Man. I want to beat Brian Shaw. I want to beat Thor, Zavikas, Eddie, whoever. But I ain't doing it with drugs. I would say, well, that's fantastic too, mate. I want to be six foot six tomorrow. We'll see where's the most chance of that happening. Five foot six is lucky. Five foot six, I'd be grateful <laughs> for. Yeah. So you're pushing it there, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just because you want it, don't mean you're going to get it. Um, certainly in strength sports, um, and to be to be honest, even the Olympics. Oh and yeah, sports we, like that. we'll shy away from as much shade of as many sports as we can. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't mean that as a shade thing. I will say this with regards to any athlete that is caught taking drugs, and so you've got to bear in mind. A lot of people's impression of sport is, yeah, I play for my pub five-a-side team on a Sunday. Uh, and that's your level of sport. Or you do a bit of badminton on a Thursday night or you just do chest on a Monday night at the gym. Uh, and that's your level of access to sport. For these people, that is their job. That is what pays for their children's health insurance and so forth. If you work on a building site and you take, and, and your employer says, I'll pay you one pound per brick to lay. Uh, and you start laying bricks away and stuff, and another chap comes over to you and says, right, if you take this tablet, I'll find a way that you can lay 150 bricks a day rather than the 100 that you were going to. Uh, 
Your boss isn't going to be impressed with you. Anybody else that finds out, they're not going to be impressed with you, but you will have more cash money to take home to your wife and children at the end of the day. You're going to do it. You're going to lay more bricks. You're not going to think about, oh, I hope the other builders aren't upset. You're going to think, no, 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 no. Do what's best for me. And so, and that is a lot of where the performance-enhancing drug issue comes into with sport. It is their job. It is their way that they support their children. Um, and that's why it's so yeah. prevalent. You don't, you don't get a choice. You can have all the morals you want and you can stand fast true to them as long as you're happy with your wooden spoon participation trophy. Um, that chap that stood on the top of the podium was laid out all of the options available to him and he said yes to all of them. Mm. And you have your principles and your wooden spoon. So... You figure out sometimes a wooden spoon in principles is fantastic. And if that's what's going to get you to 80 on your deathbed smiling, perfect. You stick to your guns, but just don't ever play hard done by why you're questioning why your mantelpiece isn't full of trophies. Nine, what's your, um, where's your sort of thought process, opinions, uh, moral compass for this sort of thing on? Oh, and now, nah, like, so obviously for me, I'm never, I'm never in a like situation or anything where I've needed, needed anything like that. Um, obviously, like Mike comes from the very, very top, I guess, of competing. You know, so it's understandable in his situation. Um, I've had it a couple of times where I've trained with a couple of people, and and this is a, actually this is very interesting. So I'm actually going to talk about a stigma uh, with this as well. And I think me and Mike, when we've worked together, have actually seen this. I don't know if he remembers the incident in which this happened, but it was very, very interesting to hit on. But quickly before I shoot back to that. I've trained with people and they've looked a set type of way and I've been like, wow, like that's incredible. And they've been like, yeah, I've changed my life. Um, you know, like 20 odd years ago, I was like this and there was all these issues in the past and I've found the gym and I've turned into the person that I am today. And then a few more sessions come down, they get a little bit more comfortable with you. And then eventually they're like, oh yeah, I take, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to mention anything here, but I take this, take that. You know what, if you took this, I think you'd look, you know, like 10 times as amazing. And I'm like, honey, you know, I'm already 10 out of 10, so you need to relax with that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, seriously. But um, that, that's the only real kind of brief thing that, brief things that I've had with it. In terms of learning more about it, because I've never been in a situation where I've needed it, why have I had to learn about that? Do you know what I mean? But what I do want to make an interesting point on, again, another conversation in the gym that I've had, is that... Um, you know, we do, we see these as drugs, but then we'd go to, let's say, um, any of the, any of the supermarkets and we'd buy something like an ibuprofen or like a paracetamol and all these different things. And is it, is it, is the stigma partly come from the fact that it's often, um, the usage of it is often, you know, like injected rather than oral use. Cause I feel, I feel that in itself, that topic itself is, is, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd like to get your guys thoughts on that. The general stigma within the media comes from the, the 60s, yes. 70s and 80s when it was viewed as being more prevalent in Eastern Bloc countries and Russia and so forth. So the Americans did a great thing of all oh, these steroids are horrible. It's that's what's letting the commies win, those communists. This is the only reason they beat us at the Olympics. It's only them dirty athletes that do it. Us good Americans, we don't do it. And that's where it, it was just a way to meet, spin the media so that they could justify where, why they weren't winning their gold medals. They were also taking it too. They just were better at hiding it. That's it. So that's where yeah. most of your media <laughs> stigma comes from. Ooh, you take okay. drugs, you must be a dirty commie, is where that spun from a million years mm. ago. And partly because I think there's a lot of drugs that are extremely helpful for health that we do inject. We think about diabetics that need to yeah, uh, inject exactly. saving situations, and we wouldn't look at them and go, you're sticking that inside yourself. Well, mm. for a reason, just as much as a lot of professional athletes, as Mike touched on, do it for a reason. And it's their own reason for me on my moral grounds. If you're just doing it in the gym and you're training four days a week, you need to sort of realign something. And, and hopefully what we're going to get in a second is uh, obviously Mike's, Mike's opinion on this point. And then also some guidelines and almost rules, not even guidelines, some strict things to follow if for your own reasons you'd like to try and get into this we're going to hear it from the man himself of, of what is the best way to 
to do it. Yeah. So step number one, if you are under 25 and you are taking steroids or anything performance enhancing like that on a band list and you want my input, the only question I want to hear from you is how do I come off safely? I'm not interested in any way in having any sort of conversation with anybody under the age of 24, 25 about taking them. That's not because that's an arbitrary number that I've picked out of the air because I'm an old stick in the mud. Your <laughs> body goes through puberty for a certain set time. Once that is finished, your brain is still going through puberty for the next several years until you're about 24, 25. Why? What you're already when you're on puberty, you're already on steroids. Think about from the day you're born till 10 years old, think about how much you grow. From the age of 10 to 20, think how much you grow. Now that's a lot more exaggerated. And then from 20 to 30, less so, 30 to 40, probably not, 40 to 50, you're gonna start regressing. In that gap from 10 to 20, you're or 10 to 22, you're already on steroids. Your hormones are already through the roof that's why you fancy every girl at school and that is why <laughs> we are the 14 year old boys that we are when we are that age led by our hormones and chasing everything with pigtails you are already <laughs> on steroids when you put something else into your body it turns that off it turns that off your body just looks around and says hey why are we making all this testosterone if every wednesday afternoon he's just going to go and inject us and give us some mm. if you won the lottery and you were given money for free you wouldn't keep going and working as a binman to earn your £200 a week or whatever it arguably might be. You're already thinking, I've got a million quid for free. When when something comes for free, your body's desire for homeostasis and easiness is always just going to tell it to turn things off. So your natural now production, and hence where the myth of, oh, your balls all shrink and so on and so forth, testicular atrophy and so forth, those things are real. Believe them. If you misuse steroids and drugs, that will happen. That is in your future. If you mm. use them sensibly and safely, you're probably going to get through life with no issues at all. But safely and sensibly means starting after the age of 25. I wouldn't even consider training an athlete under 25 who's taking drugs. Because if I'm already telling you not to do that, and you think, ah, it's all right, I'll go home and have a quick shot or tablet or something. You've already proven that you're not listening to me. We're already not gelling as coach and athlete. What's the point? Yeah, um, I think that's important. I yeah. just sort of said earlier on about even the the zinc and magnesium, vitamin D stuff. It is to supplement and improve. What my point is, you've already got a hell of a lot of these hormones going around your system, so you don't need to supplement. You've got enough of it in place already. Yeah, and to follow on from steaks over shakes earlier, your steak that you eat, you're not just eating a predetermined amount of protein. That fat in the red meat that you eat, converts into cholesterol, in your body converts into natural testosterone. That's where you make your naive testosterone, your Ben testosterone, your Mike testosterone. That's where that comes from. Um, so if your diet is already good, you'd be surprised how, how little you need um, mm. of those extra compounds. And I'm not shying, shying away from saying names, pretending I don't take them, trying to be cool, pretending, oh yeah, everybody takes more than me, that's why they beat me. No, 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 no. My... My, my reservation from trying to talk specifically about numbers and things like that, what I really fear is me saying, oh, Ben, yes, I take 10 milligrams of such and such a day. What I really don't want is an 18-year-old lad at home thinking, oh, I want to bench Chris and me. Right. What Mike does, it doesn't work like that. When I was younger, I was taking a vast amount, of exactly the same as alcohol. When you're 18, 19, 20, whatever you are, it only takes a shandy or two before you're spinning. Later on, you build up a tolerance. You need more to get the same results. Steroids and drugs work the same way. So if you do all of that at the same time as turning your own system's production off, you're just tying a rope around your own neck. So, yes, time and a place and under 25 isn't that. And you've touched on there a really good point about how you've worked with me and I have very little, if any knowledge about this sort of thing, but you also work with another coach. And I know you kind of perhaps want to give maybe a little shout out, um, but also the assistance he's had with these supplements and your training, when to have certain things, when to, um, when not to. Yeah. So the important thing is to, I've not come on here today because I'm an expert. I've come on here because you've asked me to. Anything I'm saying, I'm not saying because I figured it out and I was in a lab sitting, working it out, and I'm the one that just stood with it. No, I'm a moron. 
but I'm lucky that I've been surrounded by very clever people and I don't have to think anymore. I know my brain's not worth anything. So I just ask everybody else to do the thinking for me. So I have my, my, my uh, steroid courses that I take for competition prep are written out by two doctors that work together uh, in conjunction with the team that take my blood test results. My coaching is done by Tom Hibbert. Um, my therapy is done by Ben. I, I outsource everything. And then I get to sit in the middle, just being thick, reaping all the benefits from it. And so you, no matter how good you are, I might go home and study every book that's been written about steroids tonight. I'm still going to need help tomorrow because I haven't then read every book about diet or training or recovery or this or that. As an athlete, the man in the middle, you just need to be a little bit of a jack of all trades, try and get just enough of a radar to figure out when you're being lied to, then just outsource it. I'm, I've been doing this for 20 years now. I qualified 18 years ago. I've been competing for 496 years and I still have two coaches that I pay permanently, regularly, and I check in with every day, every other day. Because I didn't know you'd replace me. <laughs> <laughs> yours, yeah, yours is about monthly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as long as I've been doing this for as I recognise that I am not the be all and end all of this stuff. So I just outsource. So you don't you don't you don't have to worry about taking this in. Get a proper uh, group, a support network around you. And that support network does definitely not include the bloke that works in your for in your warehouse that drives the forklift with big arms and tells you, take Decker like I do. Do not listen to that bloke. Equally, don't listen to your auntie Wendy, who's just read something in the back of the Sun newspaper about a 14-year-old boy died from steroid overdose, and that's her only frame of reference. Go to a well-accredited coach. You will not find them on Instagram with lots of likes. Look for people with qualifications. If you're unsure when you go to a coach, are you the right bloke for me? Ask him, how much studying do you still do? You have... Got all your qualifications, you got your level three, you got you this, you got you that and everything. How much reading and how much studying and how much keeping yourself relevant do you do? If they sort of do a look, not ideal. If they can stand and look you straight in the eye and say, no, 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 I take every Wednesday off to, and I just study. Hopefully you'll be in good hands. So nice. Yeah. Mike's fitting well in, Yo. isn't it? He's, he's doing the trip of the fitness tangents and everything. <laughs> yeah, man. He is, he is. We always knew that you would, though, didn't we? We always knew that you would. So it's a nice circular, nice circular shape, so he fits in quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> as as a whole, I feel like we've covered an awful lot in today's supplement special. Have you got yes. any other points there, Nayan, that you want to um, address? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think I think. But it's it's been fantastic. It's very very informative in terms of um, topics we've covered. I've learned. It's been like a learning day for myself as well, and it, it's just it is just that, isn't it? It's more just about being a little bit more educated. But like Mike said, in terms of outsourcing, don't be afraid to admit that you don't know everything, and in doing so, you're only going to get the help from hopefully if you if you do your research, the best or people who are better than you, know more than you. So that's that's how I want to leave that. One question, though. Are we still doing quotes today, Ben? No, I didn't tell Mike about this. I've already done Mike. Yeah. Mine escaped over the Yeah. That's I'm it. Well, then he's already got his. He's already got his. Go on, you do yours. No, Ben, I'm throwing it onto you, mate. Because this is what happened last week. Ben put me, basically, Mike, Ben put me under. So, Ben, you should be thinking about one while I tell Mike the whole little I'm, story. I'm ready, so, yeah. I'm ready to go. You, you do this bit and I'll, I'll find a good one. Yeah. Was it last week? I was actually listening to one of our episodes, like past episodes. And um, I think I had something in mind. And I think Ben said something that was basically my one. He didn't know. He didn't know. And then, I, no, I think Lewis said one that was going to be mine and then Ben said something and I was like oh um, um so I was scrambling so yeah that's why I was like Ben boom go first all right I've got one and it it I wanted to try and draw on something that we've kind of roughly spoke about today and, and rather than jumping ahead of anywhere um you've ahead of where you're at my quote being one may walk over the highest mountain one step at a time so 
going and diving into doing all of these supplements and possibly peds and just hoping that this magic box of tablets and protein powder is going to fix everything firstly you need to understand what you're doing you need to have your training in place it's one step at a time knowledge over uh, supplements i think is going to be important but for me mm. it's it's been a huge sort of learning curve uh, in today's one so i've now taken that one extra step to cross over this big mountain so there's there's mine that's awesome that's awesome i think something that um i think something that i've got or like something that was relevant to kind of what i've been doing recently was just in terms of just always, always like not fearing failure, basically, you know, it's something that is our perception of failure. So I always think to myself that it's always an opportunity to improve, not an opportunity to quit. That's how I like to visualize. Nice. That's, that's something that I say to myself a lot, like failure is not the opportunity to quit. It is the opportunity to improve. Who am I quoting here? Not Marcus Aurelius. Sorry, Lewis. I'm actually quoting myself. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Aurelius, Naeem. It always the same ring to it. They were, yeah, mate. Who was stoic? And then, obviously, the big man himself. Thank you so much for coming. He's just going to repeat his iconic, his iconic quote of the uh, of this episode. So please, just 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 take it away, man. Steaks over shakes all the way. Get it right. Sleep right, eat right, and you'll be surprised how many little tubs you need littering your sideboards. <laughs> nice. Thanks again, guys. Really, really good podcast. It will be me, Naeem, and Lewis back next week as normal. Um, thanks again for listening.